Today on an all-new Dr. Phil is her mother-in-law. You have said that you hate her. Trying to destroy her marriage. You have to be willing to step back and let these two work out their marriage. I did not say I hate that bitch. You said that the other day. Those were your exact words. My mother-in-law, she's intertwined in every aspect of our lives. If I cut the cord, it means everything is cut. Look, you don't need to use extortion. And you sit there like you're a passenger. Gee, I wish they would get along. It's your job to manage your mother. Is it too late? I have our vows that she tore up in a rage. To make things right. These are your wedding vows. Are you going to cut and run on this marriage and family? Let's do it. If we're going to do something here that matters, then we got to deal with the truth. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. If I can help get this family back on track, are you willing to do that? Ready, free. Take This is going to be a changing day in your life. Yesterday, I talked to a wife who wanted her husband to cut the cord with his mother. Her mother-in-law created a dating profile for her son, paid for divorce lawyers, and even tried to set him up with an ex-girlfriend. Now, we couldn't fit all of that into one show, so here's what happened yesterday. My wife and mother hate each other's guts. I know my mother-in-law hates me. She says it frequently. She's jealous of my sons and my relationship. It's never going to change. I hate my daughter-in-law. She told me she's going to destroy my marriage. I said, if you ever try to come between me and my children, I will tell your husband about your affairs. My daughter was killed in a very tragic car accident. You say that Rita implied that you killed that child by being a bad parent. She says that Rita is crazy, violent, trashy, from hillbilly losers and scummy lowlifes. I'm wondering how you're missing the part about how that would not make somebody open their home to you every day. Rita is probably the most violent person I've ever met in my life. I received a phone call and my grandchildren were blood curdling, screaming at the tops of their lungs. Mommy, stop. And you can hear her beating the living crap out of my son. I just snapped and went into full-on attack mode. And I was just punching at him. She's given the six-year-old okay to cold cock my mom. Who does something like that to a little old lady? I said, listen, don't ever hit my child in the face again. And I said, just to let you know, if you ever do, I told her she can hit you right back. And then after that, you're going to deal with me. You have made some serious mistakes here. Do you agree? I mean, come yeah. on. Any parent with half a brain is going to be objecting to someone that physically attacks their children. I don't care if the children are 18, 28, 48, 58. They're not going to like somebody that's hitting on their kid. So you have to own some of this as well. I do. And so you, it, it's, you two need to grow up, and you need to give them the chance to do it. I it, want to. It's just to. that simple. You need to cut it off. And... And, and you need to come over there when you're invited, and if they ask you to inspect for cleanliness, <laughs> then get your white gloves on, and, and until at such a time, you need to dummy up. You, you need to dummy up. Seriously, I mean, come on, this is, this is so iconic that you, that you have a mother-in-law that comes over and goes, hmm. I don't do it like that. Well, it does. crying out loud. I mean, you've literally you've done that on my mini blinds, Literally. Literally. Is it 
Your daughter has allergies, am I right? And don't you know that you were told? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, you've got to have some insight here. You just said the key word. Your daughter. Your daughter. Do you honestly not believe that this woman cares about her daughter's health? I know she cares about my granddaughter's health. Do you think that nobody is capable of managing that but you? I said everything I've just said, and you said, but she's my granddaughter. I understand that. As a grandparent, I understand that. But you aren't respecting the boundary. You have to let them live their life. And if you don't, if you don't, the bridge will be burned and you are going to be on the outside looking in. You have to respect that. Is it not fair of me to want the physical aggression to stop and her stop going into public places and hurting people? No, what's not fair is you changing the subject in the middle of a question. That's all I want. To go, no, no, what you want is to be a right fighter and win the argument. Because what I'm talking to you about is how you need to manage this differently so you are ensured a long-term quality relationship with your grandchildren. And when you had nowhere to go, you said, well, she hits my son. No. You go to her Achilles heel when you get backed into a corner where you have no credible way to come back against what I'm saying. You revert back to, well, she hits my son. It's because of the way you're dynamifying the, some of the interviews. There, it didn't really happen a lot of the time like that. They sensationalize. I, I specifically said there were some exchanges between me and my son recently where I told him, you need to work for a different company and see that real life is you have to work from 9 to 5, and I'm willing to, to say, move out of my house. Okay, let me, I think that would be a great, okay, healthy okay. thing. I have, a, I have a question for you, but first I want to go back to something that you said. Uh, you said you are... I, I, you said, I object to the way you're dynamifying these, these interviews and you are sensationalizing some of these things out of context. I need you to please explain that to me because that is offensive to me and it is I'm offensive so to sorry. my staff. No, I'm going to give you every opportunity to tell us exactly what's out of context here. Please point me to where that is. I did not say I hate that bitch. Because... That is, that is very, very... Your son deep. told us you said that. You said that the other day. Right at your computer, you told me that you hate my wife. I and did... Th those were your exact words. I, I'm trying to... We're trying to get to a point of healing here where, where this stops. This is not healthy. Obviously, it's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. I, I'm going to stand up for my wife here. I, I want to give this... <laughs> you know that I love you. That's never going to change. Mm -hmm. No one can take that away from us. Some of these unhealthy behaviors that I've been trying to show you, we have to, we have to change it. We have to do something different, obviously. Obviously, okay. yeah. Now, let me complete my conversation because I told you it's offensive to my sensibilities for my team who works sometimes 20 hours a day yes, they do. to try to put together everything we can to give me every piece of information and tool I need to bring about a positive exchange here. We take this very, very seriously. And for you to come out here and say, we sensationalize this, I never said I hate her. You damn sure did say it. 
So why are you, so you're saying that we're sensationalizing this? You did say it according to your son, and that he could be lying. So which of you is telling the truth? One of you is lying, and in the process, you're throwing this process no, under the... No, I'm sorry. I'm not an evil person. Okay, but you don't do that by attacking my staff. No, I didn't mean it that way, okay? I didn't mean it that way. I just felt like... All right, we, we, we've got to take a short break here. Um, we're going to talk about what Deb read in Rita's journal that just really made her blood boil. And we're going to find oh, out what she journal. was doing reading her journal. We'll be right back. You have been ridiculously inappropriate. And you sit there like you're a passenger. It is your job to step up, man up, and be involved with your life. I was going through the children's coloring books and then there was a composition book with a journal entry. I felt like she left it there on purpose so that I would read it. She was bad-mouthing my mother. She said my son doesn't defend her and doesn't love her and that we're toxic, moral, fake Christians. Wow. I wrote comments on the page. Ouch, this really hurts and I don't deserve any of this. And then I realized, oh my God, I was going to cause World War III. So I tore the page out. I have no idea if she knows it's missing. Well, that was Deb talking about the pages she ripped out of her daughter-in-law's journal. It's not a journal. what Rita thinks about her. Uh, Deb wrote in the margins and then tore the pages out. Um, you said this letter, Stu, wondering where the pages are. Um, my daughter and I both read it because we were there again watching the kids. They just automatically assume that I'm going to be able to watch the kids, and I wholeheartedly, gladly, with my heart, okay. want to be well, there to watch the kids. Right, well, it's listen, not funny. It, no, it's not. Um, it, it's not, and I'll tell you why it's, it's not, not because funny. there are children involved that are caught in a crossfire here, and, and that's very tragic. Now, when. When we were at break, you looked at your son and you said, this isn't going well. Tell me what the home run is for you. How, how, what would have to happen for you to walk out of here and say, wow, that went really, really well? Rita owes me, and I've never, ever, Rita has never said, I'm sorry, Deb, for trying to destroy your life and say those awful betrayal things. To tell me that I caused Rachel's death, that cut, that cut so deep inside that. my That's heart. That's what you're holding on to. And, and the, not even you know, I'm holding on to the fact that she would go into a courtroom and stare at my husband and betray a confidence to try and ruin my marriage just because she's unhappy. Okay, so what would have to happen here for this to go well for you would be for her to apologize for outing... Uh, something about your marriage for implying that you contributed to your daughter's death and for other just all manner of unkind things that she said to you. You, you would like that apology. And then you would like her to leave. No, I don't want her to leave. No, wait a minute. Now, listen, I'm, I'm trying to get us to the point where there is some opportunity 
for some healing in this situation. And that means that you have to be willing to hear some things you don't want to hear. You have to be willing to hear some things you don't want to hear. You have to be willing to hear some things you don't want to hear. You're, you're not the evil mother-in-law here. You have made some serious violations of boundary, in my opinion. And you have been ridiculously inappropriate. I mean, come on. You, you don't go beat up him and yell and scream and all of that stuff. I mean, what are we, raised by wolves? And you sit there like you're a passenger. Gee, I wish they would get along. I mean, it is your job to step up, man up, and be involved with your life. I'm doing those things. There's some things specifically that you can do. See, my attitude is if... If there are problems with in-laws, if, if, if this couple has a problem with her mother, it's your job to manage your mother. And you have a mother here that has violated a number of boundaries. You've violated a number of boundaries here. And, and, and you can kind of mealy-mouth around about whether you want her out of here or not, but we both know that you think he married beneath him here. True? I mean, I can go get I'm the recordings. You've words. told us that look, chapter and look. verse. If she makes him happy, because I told him, go to a new church. You need to, now that you're clean and sober. But and you don't need to tell him to go to a new no, church. No, but I told, I don't want him to think he has to go where we go. He's, he's 29 years old. He doesn't need you to tell him it's okay to go to a new no, church. No, when he asked my, have, my opinion, I said, I think that would be healthy for you guys to have your own. Just start doing things without being, because we're involved in everything. Am I right, Rita? Our That's family, the we're involved, yeah. and I, I have totally backed off. Look, I, I believe that extended family is very important for a child. If a child has grandmothers and aunts and uncles and great-grandmothers and all, that, that they learn that there's a larger circle that they can trust and love and care about, it's a great texture for a child. It bridges them into the outside world. So I, I think that you can play an amazingly critical role. But I've got to tell you, you are violating boundaries here. And you're, you're kind of waffling about it now, but you, the truth is you have said that she is bad news. You want her out of there, that you hate her, that she's attacked your son, that she's putting your, your grandchildren in jeopardy. And I understand your concerns, but that's part of the problem of being a, a grandparent and a parent of adult children there are boundaries, and you have to be willing to step back and let these two work out their marriage. You don't put him... You, you, you don't have a conversation. Whether you put him on the side or had a conversation about it, you don't have a conversation about him getting on a dating website. You don't, you don't talk to him about going to a divorce lawyer. You don't talk to him about hooking up with an old ex-girlfriend from high school. Those things are inappropriate, and if you don't hear that, you're going to continue to do them. You don't walk into a daughter-in-law's house and take inventory of her cooking and cleaning and pantry organizations. That. I don't do that. Well, perception is, re perception is reality, and she certainly perceives that. And I believe that you are over-involved. You said that you pay their insurance, live in the house. It's all part of, of his salary. What can you do different to improve this situation? It seems like I'm talking to you 80% of the time here because I, I you wanna, just continue. I want to voice my opinion here. Not yet. What can you do? What can you do to improve this situation? 
I can allow them to work out the differences in their marriage, mm -hmm. and I only go by what he asks me. And when your son wants out of a relationship... I was asking what you can do to improve what, it. What I can do... You said let them work out their is differences. Let her know that deep down in my heart, I do love you, Rita. And I always have. No, no, no. Come on, come on, come on. Come on come okay? Come on. And I still sure, can... I still see this is how you react. When we exchange those No, no, those we're talking letters, about what you can do to improve the situation. You said you can know. let them work out. You can let her know that, that can, you do love can, her. What else can you do to improve the situation? I can let her... I don't know what I can do to improve the situation. That's why I'm here. I okay. don't know. Uh, well, I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I want you to help you with that because I think please. you want to do something. I do okay, want to help. Now, what do you want to say? I see a switch here in the children wanting to be independent, maybe led by myself, trying to get my family back in order. You know, I'm working on those things. I'm trying to be the leader in my home, the Christian man that I can show an example to my, to my children. And the enabling needs to stop. We still have a brother at home who's addicted. We, we, and, and her enabling and allowing him to continue to work, these are things I, I, I'm trying to show them. This is what led me to my addiction and let me go as far as I did. Stop. Cut it. You know, Let's end this right now. Let's start the, start the healing. As a family, I want family unity. You know, I, I want to be able to do things with my family again but and not have my wife unity a part of it. unity begins in the nuclear family. Because let me tell you something. You should have an absolutely unequivocal, undivided loyalty to your wife and your family. It's not a, if there's a choice, if there's a choice, it really isn't even a choice. You have to live your life here. And if, and if you put him in a position of choosing, you're going to lose if he is any kind of a man. I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We'll be right back. After Mark's little sister Rachel died, Deb couldn't find a dress that was appropriate to put on Rachel in her coffin. Deb had mentioned to my husband, do you think Rita would be okay? Maybe we could put Rachel in her wedding dress. And later, I have our vows that are completely torn to pieces. She tore them up in a rage, said that I don't believe in any of those things anymore. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. I've seen some things that I thought, to me, were very, very symbolic. Now, Rita says that when she thinks back to her wedding day, she questions why her mother-in-law asked her this favor. Take a look, and then I'm going to tell you what I think about it. After Mark's little sister Rachel died, Deb couldn't find a dress that was appropriate to put on Rachel in her coffin. Deborah mentioned to my husband, do you think Rita would be okay? Maybe we could put Rachel in her wedding dress. And I didn't even really think. I just said, okay, if that's what they want to do. Later, I was upset about it. I don't understand why she would ask that. I don't think it's normal for someone to ask that. You want to save your wedding dress to show your, your daughters that was 
supposed to be one of the happiest days of my life. I was sad that I didn't have that to hold on to. Wow, I never knew she felt that way. If she would have told me, Deb, no, I would have respected that. It just, to me, that was a beautiful gift from her. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but they didn't show the whole playing of that. Go ahead. Fill in the blank. What I said was, in the moment, when I, I didn't feel anything when, when the proposition was first made because we were, we were all grieving. I loved Rachel, too. And I just, you know, like a robot, just, you know, was going along with everything. I didn't even think about it. And it hit me later, later on, months later, and I kind of had, like, this period of grief about it. It was sad <clears> for me. But then when I thought about it more... I dealt with it, you know, it is what it is, and I can't judge her for that. I'm not saying that that was some malicious act on it your part. Was. I know that, and I, I haven't lost a child. I don't know what kind of a state I would be in if I lost one of my babies. So I don't want it to make, I don't want it to make it look like I was judging her for that choice in a negative way, because Who's to say what any of us would do if we lost a child, the things that we say and do when you're in that kind of grief? I just mentioned that to someone the other day, that what a beautiful thing for Rita to do. And if you would have told me no, I would have totally understood. I didn't even think about it. And I didn't even know that was a problem. I want her to recognize the deep betrayal, okay, just the, how hurtful words are to me, there, that you've said to me that, no one's ever talked to me like that, Rita, in my entire life. You know what's funny about, about that, Deb, to me, is that the words that you're talking about, you took two different conversations that we had and you morphed it into what you wanted it to be. That's I never said that. My exact words to you in that moment were, <clears throat> would you prefer that I parent my children the way that you did your children to where they're never happy at home? I said, you, you have complained that you wish Rachel would have wanted to spend more time at home, and I said, you created that. She always had to be going. All of your children, they're busy, busy, busy. They have to go. They have to spend money. They have to have this and that to be happy. I want to install in my children that they can be happy being still, just being well, with their family. Okay. That was what I said to you. And I said you were loving Travis to death is what I said to you, is that you're loving your son to death in context with Travis. Well, let, let, can I say two things here? One is, I think you got a full-time job raising your children without trying to raise hers. Okay, she doesn't need your advice on how to raise her children. So, and you're frankly not qualified to be telling her what she doesn't yeah. needs to do and not do. I, on the other hand, am qualified. So, I, I want to say something. And the first thing I want to say is, I cannot even imagine. I just cannot even imagine the, the pain of losing a child in the way that you have. And I'm not, Deb, going to tell you that I know how you feel because unless you've been there, you just can't know. And so she is permitted some hypersensitivity to whatever words you chose when you were pontificating mm -hmm. about her parenting. Um, I, I, I get that, and I truly am sorry okay. for your loss. I don't want it to go further. I don't want you to lose Mark. I don't want you to lose Travis. I don't, I don't want you to lose any of your children. 
And to do that, you're going to have to recognize that you're being over-intrusive. But let me tell you something. If we were here in a different framework, if you had come here with Mark six months ago or you came here with, with Travis now and you said, Dr. Phil, I'm here because I have an addict for a child and I'm afraid I'm going to get that <laughs> phone call that says they're dead. I'm afraid that phone's going to ring in the night. I can't do that again. And they're going to be found dead from a car wreck or an overdose or something of that nature. Will you please help my son? The first thing I would do is excuse him and talk to you. Because there's no rehabilitation, there is no intervention that I could do with him that you wouldn't undo unintentionally, that you wouldn't undo by enabling these children. Mm -hmm. I, I see it as, as plain as the nose on your face. You are one of the biggest obstacles for him overcoming his addiction and claiming some true sobriety in his life at this point because he's enmeshed with you. you. You live too much through him. He's too involved. You have to be willing to, to learn some new ways to engage these children. And you said you want some peace. You want peace in your family. The first thing you've got to do is have peace in your heart, in your life. Let me tell you, I, I, I raised, Robin and I raised our boys in a God-centered home. I understand how critically important that is. But let me tell you, I'm one of those people that believes pray to God but row for the shore. Because you have to do what you have to do. And maybe that's why you're here today. Because I'm telling you, if you've got a son on drugs, do you have a son on drugs? I do yes. have a son on drugs. Uh -huh. You've got a son on drugs. The sun should not set another night before you take that boy out of the game and get him where he has to be to have a chance to stay alive. And, and, and give him a place to live and give him money and give him cars and give him this and give him that. You might as well just stick the needle in his arm. You can't do that. What you ought to be doing is saying, Dr. Phil, you need to tell me, put some verbs in your sentences, and you need to tell me a to-do list and a don't-do list because I'm going to get out of my children's way, I'm going to get out of my way, and we're going to start living in a reality here before I bury somebody else. That would be what I would expect from you if you were really motivated about this stuff. All right, we have to take, that's another question, and maybe we'll be back here with Travis. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. But next, what about this marriage here? You know, what made Rita tear her wedding vows to shreds? Uh, where do they go from here? We'll be right back. I have our vows that are completely torn to pieces. In a fight that Rita and I had, she tore them up in a rage, said that I don't believe in any of those things anymore. It hurts. doesn't make me feel like she wants to make this work. My mother-in-law is somehow intertwined in every aspect of our lives. I do not have my name on anything. I don't have a bank account. Rita can't go to the bank and take out any money. She has to get it directly through me. Both of his parents have done that to each other. The secret bank accounts and the sneaky hiding things. That's just how their family works. 
Well, I was Rita talking about Mark's family's attitude towards money, and I, I, I agree with some of that from what I've seen, not all of it necessarily, but some of it. Rita filed for divorce in February and then dropped it because she said Mark really begged her not to move forward. Now, she says she hasn't worn her wedding ring in over a year. Take a look. It has been a really rough past three years of our marriage. Some days we're best friends, other days we are constantly at each other's throats. I have our vows that are completely torn to pieces. In a fight that Rita and I had, she tore them up in a rage, said that I don't believe in any of those things anymore. Her wedding ring during a recent fight, she just set it aside. I believe it had something to do with my mother. I still wear mine. She doesn't wear hers anymore. It hurts. doesn't make me feel like she wants to make this work. Well, these are your uh, wedding vows. How'd you feel the first time you read these? Wonderful. It looks to me like you put a lot, a lot of work, a lot of thought into this, the two of you. And now you have a little family out there in the world. And it's, um, it's all coming apart. Three wonderful daughters. And what a beautiful family it is, by the way. Thank you. You all do make beautiful children. Um, you know, Deb, this is, this is their life. I know that. I'm going to ask you, are you willing to learn some new ways to interact with these two. I am absolutely willing. But you know, the past is over. Yes, it is. The future hasn't happened yet. The only time is right now. And you have two choices. You can keep your ticket on the bitter bus, or you can choose to forgive and have an accepting spirit going forward. You can be a, a, a powerful and, and deep resource for these young people, but you've got to give them a chance to find their way in this world, just like you found your way when you were young and wet behind the ears. But you know, you, you learn and you move on, and that becomes the glue that holds them together. They don't need you riding in on your white horse, whether they think it's a moneyed horse or an over-involved horse or whatever, and fixing everything. And you know what? Children are resilient when they're surrounded by love. They're resilient. A lot of times you're over-involved. Do you agree with that? I do agree you're with that. You're over-involved in your son's life. I'm just saying, are you willing to give this a fresh chance? I am willing to give this a fresh chance, and I want them to realize that if I cut the cord, 
It means everything is cut. Okay, look, you don't need to use extortion. No, but I mean, I just, I feel like it means they have to move forward with the kids on their own. And they can't continue to ask me for help. But why is that? This doesn't have to be an all or none situation. This is a matter of degree. You don't have to go off and eat worms. No, I know. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you need to let them dictate this. It's their life, their family, their children. Let them call this and you stay with an open heart. You don't have to say, hey, you want me to cut the cord? Then fine. And I'm cutting it all. You're you're gone. But because he's a shareholder in the business and he's he's a business partner. You know this isn't about business. No, but I'm saying that that is part of, you know, the package. Rita has talked about getting her own home. I think that would be a great idea. We need to instill some healthy boundaries. Where yeah. businesses, there needs to be a separation. We exactly. can't bring the personal. You know, you need to come to work and do your job and go home. That, that's what I would love. It's just that simple. We can start with that. And don't be passive aggressive about it. Embrace it. Say, look, I'm a willing spirit here. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Are you willing to forgive her for the things that she said or done that clearly are inappropriate? You could convict her in a court of law. There's no doubt you've got the goods. She hit your kid. She, you know, she called you names. She said ugly things. There's no question that she has been inappropriate. You win. You're right. The question is, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to forgive her. She's not an evil psychopath. If she was, I would tell you. I would tell you. I would. I would tell you. Look, you're, you're dealing with an evil psychopath here, and you need to get her out of here. <laughs> And, I'm, and, and the same thing here. Look, I'm not saying that she loves in the right way, but there's no question that her intention is good. She does love her son. She does love your children. I know. And I promise you, if all of a sudden you were zapped off of this world, there is not a person on the globe that would stand between danger and your children more so than this woman right here. And that ought to go a long way to you, that there's somebody in this world that loves your children that much. And you've got, you got to be willing to say, look, we're going we're gonna to feel our way along here, but I have got to forgive this woman. I've mm-hmm. got to say we're going to start fresh, and we're not going to start fresh being hypersensitive. We're going to go forward not only with forgiveness now, but a forgiving spirit. Are you willing to do that? I am willing to do it, but it's easier said than done. Actions speak louder than words. You know, I've, when you've been burned, you learn you to not to put your her. hand in the fire. I'm not asking you to manage her. I'm asking you to manage you. Because the only yeah. person you control is you. Now, is she going to get up and step in it tomorrow? Probably because this is a process. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have an accepting spirit and say, we're, you know, I'm, we're going to work through this. We're gonna, we're, this, is, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to the end. We're going to get to the end. Can you tell her, I, look, I want to start fresh here? I want to start fresh. Tell her. I I want to start fresh. I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't either. And what I want you to resolve to do is to support these parents in their parenting of those children. And if you can't support it, bite your tongue. It's not going to be perfect. They're not going to parent these children perfectly, but have you parented yours perfectly? Absolutely not. No, I haven't. you've You've made some big missteps here as well. So give them a chance to work this out. And we'll be right back.
This isn't a conversation I wanted mom to be involved in. What do you want to say to her? I love you. And I've got your wedding ring. This isn't a conversation I wanted mom to be involved in. <clears throat> this is not okay with me. This is not okay with me. Are you, um, are, are you, you filed for divorce, you, you, you've been upset. Are you going to cut and run on this marriage and family, or are you going to, you're going to, you're going to step up and, and work through this process? I had a conversation with God about this a while ago, and I decided I'm in it, good, bad, or the ugly, and I'm leaving it in God's hands. Well, God works in funny ways, and we're here today. What do you want to say to her? It, it hurts me to see our vows like that, but I have to take responsibility for that. I, I wasn't a man, and I wasn't taking care of my family. I spent a lot of time and effort trying to save my you know, other family, my, my mom, my, their marriage, my brother. You know, there was a lot of hurt there, and, and I put my family at the wayside and my addiction. I, I take full responsibility for the things and what I've put this, put this marriage through, and I'm willing to stick it out, and I want her to know that I love her. And Tell her. Tell me. I love you, and I've got your wedding ring. Rita, I love you. I know I've put you through a lot. I want you to support the direction that our family is heading. I want you to support me in church. I want you to be there with me every step of the way. Let's keep working on this. Let's stay in counseling. Let's make this work. I love you. I want to renew our vows. I want to make this marriage better, and I want you to wear this ring proudly because I do love you. DrPhil.com or a Facebook page, and you can just click on like. And we want to hear what you think about this. Look, we all have families, and we a lot of us have mother-in-laws. Some are blessings, some are not, and some some of them have really tough daughter-in-laws and son-in-laws. Ask yourself where you fall in that mix. Thanks for being here. So long. <laughs> sat down and proposed to you just now, Rita. I really felt like finally there's hope for us. I came here to heal my family. You know, Travis, he, that's a whole separate issue that Dr. Phil is willing to address. Hello? Hi, Travis. This is Anthony Haskins. I'm the resource director at the Dr. Phil Show. You have a problem with some drugs, is that true? Yeah, that's true. Dr. Phil wanted to offer you the opportunity to go to a top-notch, state-of-the-art program in South Padre, Texas called Origins. Is this something that you want to do? Yeah, for sure. 
When you hang up with me, go ahead and start packing your things. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. I love you, man, and I don't want to see you do this anymore. It's killing me. It's killing our family. I need to get my life back together. Love you, bro. Go home and kiss.